last topic is progress. Progress is sacred. Progress is uh, something that we all love. It's, it's there in, in every in every species. In every uh, you're looking out the tree out the window at a tree here, and you know, it's always it's always on a journey. It's always thinking about what's coming next year in the, whatever way a tree thinks. But it's definitely adapting to the environment and what it thinks. You know when when the sun's coming back around again. When's the time to put the flowers out, the fruit out? Like it has to um, adapt to its environment and make those um, make those make those moves. I think for for a human like any living organism like stagnation is not a good place to be um, mental stagnation stagnant water you know starts to stink and I think it's it's kind of the same for us like um, yeah so where's the you know how do you fuel that consistent progress to leverage off it mentally as well as to actually experience the result like I think the for me, the conscious experience of it is more important than the, the physical result. They both have their place, but it's really like that feeling that you get is the key thing. I had a message from a member this morning about the podcast you and I did, the very first one. Um, just, yeah, you just saying that made me think of the question, even though it might not even pertain, but... <laughs> He just said, uh, Keegan said in the podcast that he's able to lock in a mindset of gratitude and resilience, which he uses during his training to get past the plateaus. Just wondering if you know more about how he's able to do it, because that's something that I think would really benefit me. So it was, I mean, yeah, I kind of think it aligns with progress because you, you know, over time have developed that mindset where you have gratitude for just the fact that you're you're there and you're present. I've thought, I've that's something I've had to work super hard at with that competitive powerlifting mindset, and I was so competitive with myself. And now it's just grateful that I can even wrap my hands around a bar from training. Like that's something that I look forward to—a cold, rusty, shitty barbell. I, I just want to put my hands around it and just feel really grateful that I can still do that um, and lock in the resiliency. You know, like. I don't know. Do you remember saying that? <laughs> That's how you talk anyway, but I reflect on, you know, I think that's part of progress, being able to, to think that way within a training session or just within the day. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was, uh, there was a bit of a buzz there for a while around really thinking about how like the mindset that you get the work done with or the like not the mindset but the you know, you know we usually talk about mind flex but more the like the energy or the spirit behind the work that you're doing you know i think you can be getting your work done in the gym and you know kind of locking in a yeah like you're talking about like you can be locking in just kind of side of yourself that you're not necessarily that proud of or wanting to cultivate you know by just you know, a pure focus on the mechanical nature of, of lifting in the gym. And where there's another way to go at it where it's, yeah, like a process of self-cultivation and a joyous process. And, you know, the body is going to respond to training differently based on 
the hormonal environment, um, you know, that you're creating and you create the hormonal environment by, you know, the stress response. And that's um, actually Darren, one of the guys in, uh, he's a real member, member, he's in Elite Money Club as well, Darren Manser. He was talking about, there's a guy named David Hawkins. He wrote a book called Power Versus Force. He's written a few others. And apparently he cut his thumb off. And then because, you know, he, he'd had all these mystical experiences and his work is like, really really deep um but basically he was kind of he's kind of on this uh like god consciousness like he has a uh, really super high awareness and ability to change etc so he wrote a book called letting go as well and it's about like because he just acknowledged that he cut his thumb off and he didn't stress about it like he used to carry a piece of timber that had like seven drops of blood. And he, like he said that there were only seven drops of blood that came from his body because he didn't get wrapped up in the emotion of the, of the pain. Like it seems, it seems way out there, but this guy is like, he has a, he has like a, a big following and he, um, yeah, he published a lot of stuff and he's like, I think his book has, um, has like a testimonial from Mother Teresa and like, they're like, you know, kind of big names that are like, yeah, this guy is the is the man. Like, this is really important work for humanity. So if he's saying that it can get to that level, we know at some level, like we can control heart rate or we can influence heart rate, we can influence skin temperature. We can, you know, there's there's some stuff that we definitely know. His contention or you know, his experience there was that it can actually get to a point where you literally don't bleed from a wound. Um, you think about with training, like it causes internal bleeding. Like that's why, you know, you get um, warm in the area because there's damage, there's tissues that are, you know, and if you if you damage a shitload of them, then you get like a massive swelling and you get a bruise. And But on some level, that's what you're causing when you train. So the psychological environment for that training session uh, and for each moment of it, like is having a big influence on how cells are going to respond. It's, it's pretty deep and I, I definitely wasn't thinking about David Hawkins at that time because I didn't know him, but that's what I've been thinking about in the last, in the last few days. And yeah, it's like another, it's another realm, another frontier of performance. It does seem as though a lot of the very, very best athletes, they have something very different about the way they look at their training mentally. And often they have beliefs in sort of higher powers supporting them in one way or another like often it's through like western you know or mainstream religion you know those kind of um, belief systems but for one reason or another they generally have something that would present itself as like a strong placebo effect if if such a thing exists or like there's this mental power behind what we're doing Um, so yeah it's a good uh good gauntlet to throw down to yourself of how can how can psychological state be optimized to get more out of your training as a tool for getting more out of life like it seems like to use that for training is like the most superficial thing but it's if it's skill development then game on you know then then it's um yeah something that you're going to carry through any stressful time you know or any stress during the day yeah yeah, that's a that's a piece of it that we often miss out on, and I think that's why we need those simpler solutions. 
for the program so that you can bring in the holistic side too. Okay, you're here, you're in your body, you're training, it's physical, your body's responding in a way that's, you know, it's, uh, I think that's an important attribute that, yeah, we need to channel in on that when we help others and we train ourselves. And that is, yeah, a much deeper I think, piece to programming and progress is, is being able to have that, you know, holistic side or that mental side where you can kind of see beyond numbers and see beyond, you know, the session. It's almost like a yogi, a yogi type mentality, you know, like that's, that's really what yogic training was. And a lot of spiritual practices have a physical component as being like the doorway. So, you, you know, you have to get to a certain level with the physical practice to be able to, you know, uh, access the other teachings so it's like a level of a level of seriousness and you're already yeah you're already embodying things and um, not all of them work like that but a lot of eastern you know esoteric type learning systems and schools of learning had those like physical challenges so it's uh yeah it's an interesting one to consider and maybe that was even part of what it was with um, da vinci and whatnot with their art and it seems as though some of the ways that people are physically expressing themselves in the world, you know, with the great designs of buildings and things like that, were like part of the journey towards the, you know, like the introduction or initiation to other teaching or an expression of, you know, other teaching of, you know, where they're getting to, um, yeah, in a, on a mental level of concentration, you know, harnessing other abilities. It's, it's very you know, deep, but that's I guess where the question <laughs> the question was aimed at that level. So <laughs> I think yeah, people are people that are going through pain. people who listen to this. Sorry, bro. People who listen to this if they if there are people who are kind of looking at their training in that way or really feel like they're getting to to a place of of cultivating this sort of stuff. I'd love to love to hear from them whether it's coming from yogic stuff that you're actually able to bring into the weight room or. Um, yeah, other beliefs. That'd be be cool to to hear if anyone wants to share. Yeah, yeah I think that side of it even more important, I guess, to people that are in pain or trying to find their feet again. You know, uh, you, a lot of people reach out and they're like, you know, I'm injured, or mm, I'd love to get back to that state where I was able to do this. I think that I can, but they're just always confused by, you know, the exercises, the programs, and then you avoid taking action because it could be as simple as just doing, you know, some daily uh, Patrick step ups. <laughs> that kind of gets you started, you know, and you just kind of move a little bit more each day, inch by inch. And you're having those simpler solutions laid out and channeling in more on the mindset what you're experiencing and, you know, being grateful to move. Yeah. Yeah. It can definitely springboard all sorts of other, other progress. Yeah. There's, as Jay's saying there, interestingly, the great minds and philosophers believe physical prep came before mental acuity. They didn't believe you were ready until physical dues had been paid. 
I don't know what he's referring to specifically, but I know, you know, even if you look back to Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, you know, ancient Greece, they they highly valued, you know, the, the physicality of, of what they did. There was a training component to the day and then a, you know, philosophy component to the day. Um, yeah, Jay's thinking about those guys as well. Like it's, it has been taught through through large parts of, of history. So what then does that mean? What are the implications of that for an obese, diabetic, pre-diabetic, you know, on their journey to dementia, um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, et cetera, society? Like what is being done to us? What are we doing to ourselves? When physical degeneration has become a norm and, you know, the greatest minds and the greatest cultures placed huge importance on physical development, that knowledge didn't really disappear. So why is it that most people are physically deteriorated, you know, a long way beyond what, you know, a long, a long way less than, than what's possible? Is it by design or is it by mistake? Ultimately, what's important is just the decision of individuals and groups to do something, you know, to choose what they want. And that's that's the key. Mm. Yeah, that was, you know, physical shape. Being in shape was really sought after and something that uh, was a pride in. I think that's something that you need to take pride in. Some people get a little nowadays, like, yes, I don't, don't want to just focus on the shape I'm in or, you know, whatever. It's like, no, it's like, you should be proud and live in this body to be physically capable. You know, that was something back then that was symbolized and really looked at as, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You know, physically strong, mentally strong, all in one. <laughs> yeah, sweet dudes too. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. But I mean, we bring that back, and we bring that back in a way that's not superficial. It's like embody good body composition because you know it's just going to make you feel you know strong. It's going to make you feel more mentally capable. Um, not because you need to look a certain way. But because you live in this body and this body is capable of having that, you know, that element, that component. Um, that's where strength training is so powerful for people because they can they can see that. I think sometimes when you they make that shift, people really get attached to strength training more than body composition because they they can see that physicality of it. Like I feel good, I'm mentally feeling better, I'm strong, I'm capable. Um yeah, I've had a lot of progress. I think, in terms of like coaching progress, break like this. The seasons got really clear this year. Like that started just in the past couple of seasons as it presents itself. I think it took a little bit because at the start when we were presenting seasons, um, but it's gotten more clear. I think for everyone on the platform to see that. You can make progress even better if it's broken down in those smaller increments. 
12 weeks at a time. What can you do? What are you working towards? Let's evaluate that. Uh, a lot of people will message me and say that that's helped them a lot because they were always looking at the, the year. What do I want to get done this year? New Year's coming up. And then that's what everyone's going to be doing. They're going to be setting, okay, this year I'm going to be this and I'm going to do this. So, okay, start with 12 weeks. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. The seasons, yeah, I think the seasons are a much better way to live in terms of seeking progress and think like how far back, you know, January, February, like how the hell did we know what we're going to be doing now in January, February, March this year? You know, like that was, yeah, I was selling my house and going to Europe and then, you know, ended up in America at the end of that season. Like it was, it's so far back, you know, like. Less that's that's less than twelve months ago. Even yeah, even the seasons are you know, there's so much change within one season. But it's a it's a good time period to be able to say yeah, like let's get this done. And um, and then the bigger stuff doesn't change too much. You know the the magnificent solution or the worthy ideal kind of the the big picture you know might shift a little bit from season to season. But basically, you know that. The, the bigger thing stays and then it's like what are the, all the details of what's going to make it work um, you know within real movement there's always significant change every season at the same time like the same you know the, the vision the mission stays the same it's just like what are we how can we do this better what are we going to add you know what's what needs to be clarified and yeah every every season there's something new and that's it's not always going to be well received it's not always going to be a a home run like we didn't really know that those uh, live events were going to be such a big thing for us but then you know they were mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you think you got something that's going to be amazing and it's not that well received but if you keep putting out your best and keep you know iterating and, and thinking and progressing like then eventually you know you're going to come up with more solutions and and it's cumulative you know the experiences that you've had add to what what comes next so yeah, the important thing I think is to continue to to set those targets and and reflect and set up processes that you think are going to work, and then sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. They you know, but they're they're only they're only failure if you stop. Like if you if you keep looking, okay, well that's what happened after this. Like it's just a result, it's just feedback rather than looking at it as a failure. Like it's it's simply feedback of that's what happens when I do this. And then go again, you know, like even with training programs, like, well, that's what happens when I do this. Like I get completely burnt out, I get injured or whatever. Like some of that's the best feedback because then you really know, like, that's not really the path or, you know, you choose another way. Um, I think we nailed it. I think we've uh, got a lot out there. Purpose, programming, progress. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys jumping on live and uh, be cool to hear from those who uh, connect in, listening to the recording as well. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of the day. Chat soon. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.